Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from the chair of the Canadian Pork Council and find out what the election priorities are for the group. Up first in today's country comment, we'll check in with some local farmers and talk about the recent rain. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Today we're going to check in with a couple of farmers in the Portage La Prairie region and talk about the recent rain. Reporter Carter Kennington chatted with cattle farmer Teresa Zook. What the rain has done is it has definitely greened things up. Um, that crunchy brown grass isn't here anymore. It's nice and green. Um, that's about it, really, <laughs> quite honestly. Um, it's definitely helped. It's going to, um, as reflecting back on last week's conversation, um, I believe I said it was going to extend some grazing from last week, and this will help extend some grazing for sure. Um, but it's, it's not going to be... <laughs> It's not going to be replacing all the feed that's been lost. Um, I don't know how much if this is going to really affect any more feed quantities for this for this year, as in terms of second cuts and such. I doubt that a whole lot that's going to change. Um, dugouts sure are not full any longer because there's a lot of water to be replenished. But I think this is a good start to it. And moving ahead, um, it's not going to hurt much for the fall. Extend grazing, as I said, a touch. And maybe just help help a little bit with that water table and get a start on these dugouts and water sources again. Of course. So um, you mentioned the grazing period. I'm not sure if you mentioned how long. Uh, do you have just like a rough estimate of how long that's going to last now because oh, of the rain? You know, Carter, I can't, I can't tell. I would say a couple more weeks perhaps it'll help. Um, it, it's all over the place just depending how bad it was and, and that kind of thing, right? And another little bit of concern is that these grasshoppers are still around, so I'm just concerned somewhat if they're going to, how much of this thing they're going to take away. I don't think they're going to be aggress- as aggressive as they were earlier because it's not as hot, but um, there's those factors too that are still still lingering, right? Yeah, of course. The um, uh, the grasshoppers, I forgot that that's something that would be affecting the um, like cattle farmers as well. Can you go into oh, that a little bit more? Huge, yeah. No, uh, the grasshoppers, what we found here um, in the summer, they started off very early in the year. They were we they were very prevalent by the beginning of June. And um, pretty much any grass in any open areas, if the cows hadn't grazed it yet, the grasshoppers got a good hold of it. Um, you can see now, though, after these rains, that it, the grass is coming back. So that's really, some of us are like kind of like, hmm, is this grass going to come back? And it is coming back. Like I say, anything in the open areas, um, it was it's been destroyed. It was destroyed by the grasshoppers. So the cows, if they didn't get through it, they definitely didn't have anything to get onto because um, they're destructive. They're horrible. And this, uh, it's it, definitely an infestation this year. Um, we've never seen anything like this ever. So between the drought and the grasshoppers, it's been a good, like a double whammy for sure for, for us uh, cattle producers as well, for sure. That was cattle farmer Teresa Zook in the Portage area. Carter also spoke with farmer Dave Schott. It's uh, certainly greened up uh, surprisingly the pastures um, and and our grass. We actually have to start cutting our grass more often though. Um, <laughs> uh, in terms of crops, 
uh, any of the spring seeded crops, uh, like, haven't benefited too much from this, but uh, the soybeans will certainly uh, take advantage of this moisture. And, and yeah, like, any of the pastures and that, you know, start started to green up a little bit again. So hopefully that's some good news for the cattle producers in our area. Okay, so um, are soybeans the only sort of um, like extended crops that you have, or are there others that are going to benefit from this? Uh, yeah, the soybeans for us are are the only ones that are probably going to benefit from this. There is some corn in the area, but um, it might add. Um, it seems like a lot of our corn, even if it was uh, intended for um, um, seed corn, it's it uh, or grain corn it seems like everything's probably going to get chopped up for uh, silage so yeah hopefully that'll help a little bit uh, a few more pounds to that too okay so after this does the uh, does the outlook on the year change at all for you or is it kind of the same uh yeah no it's it's uh the rain was certainly a welcome event um, in our area, uh, we had pastures that basically the cattle had, you know, chewed down to dirt. Um, so optimism for next year. Um, but it, uh, it is adding some challenges for the rest of the harvest here. We have canola that, uh, you know, after being chewed to the ground by the grasshoppers, uh, decided it should, uh, start regrowing after this rain. And we've got fields that are, you know, basically dead right to uh, full bloom again, which is going to make it a real challenge to um, for harvest um, timing-wise, and uh, consequently, too, a lot of the oat fields that are still standing out in the field uh, started to regrow also. So, yeah, it's going to add some challenges to, to finish this harvest off, that's for sure. That was Portage area farmer Dave Schott chatting with Golden West reporter Carter Kennington. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon. I'm Corey Canute. Manitoba Agriculture says harvest completion across all regions of the province has reached 30%, slightly ahead of the four-year average of 26% for the fourth week of August. Significant rains brought a month's worth of moisture to nearly all parts of Agro-Manitoba. However, it was too late for cereals, canola, and flax. Some soybean, potato, corn, and sunflower crops could benefit from additional seed fill weight gain. Large areas of Manitoba received over 25% of normal growing season precipitation in a single week, leaving some districts still less than the 30-year normal, while others crept above 100% normal rainfall, despite having decreased yield outlook due to untimely rainfall events and distribution. Most farmers in central, eastern, and inner lake regions will resume field harvest operations by the weekend, and it may take to early next week to resume in the southwest and northwest regions. The senior analyst with Canfax is providing a cattle market update. Here's Brian Peria. Drought's certainly been the, the top story of the kind of affecting the markets or concern over the markets. Uh, from a price perspective, uh, you know, the markets have held together relatively well. Not only are we seeing cattle move a bit early, uh, you know, we're seeing grain prices, you know, record high. New crop prices just have not come off at all. But on the other hand, you know, yearlings, guys that have had to sell grass cattle have done quite well. Uh, you know, we're seeing eight-weight steers pushing towards $2 again. Um, 
pretty decent price, all considering uh, where they're at. And calves have been holding holding together as well. Uh, you know, five weight calves, similar to where they were a year ago now. And Canada's 7,000 pork producers are calling on federal candidates from across Canada to commit to policies that will support a value chain with significant growth potential. Rick Bergman is chair of the Canadian Pork Council. Governments can partner with producers to maximize the potential of our sector in a few ways. By defending, improving and expanding our market access. Resolving trade barriers in China, the world's largest pork importer. Fixing business risk management programs so they work for producers in need. And facilitating access to skilled workers. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, August 25th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from the chair of the Canadian Pork Council. The Canadian Pork Council has outlined its priorities for the upcoming federal election. Here's Manitoba producer and chair Rick Bergman. The Canadian Pork Council represents the views of 7,000 hog producers and these 7,000 hog producers from coast to coast work very hard every day to provide high quality, nutritious, affordable, sustainable protein to families in Canada and around the world and economic growth and prosperity for all Canadians. Canada's pork producers are starting point four a $23.8 billion uh, to Canada's GDP, over 100,000 jobs from farm to fork, over 10,000 processing jobs in suburban and urban communities, and more than $5 billion in exports to close to 100 countries. Producers are the basis for the economic activity and do so with one of the lowest environmental footprints in the world. Canadian pork is increasingly in demand around the world, and our industry has much potential for further growth. However, we must face increasing risks from volatility in international markets, disease risks, and other factors outside of our control that make it harder for us to make a living. That is why Canadian pork producers are calling on candidates to support policies that partner with producers protect the herd, and promote the environment. Governments can partner with producers to maximize the potential of our sector in a few ways. By defending, improving, and expanding our market access. Resolving trade barriers in China, the world's largest pork importer. Fixing business risk management programs so they work for producers in need. And facilitating access to skilled workers. The health of our pigs is one of the greatest assets, but it is at risk. Governments need to protect the herd by committing $50 million to implement a pan-Canadian African swine fever action plan, establishing a Canadian foot and mouth vaccine bank. Canadian pork producers already have one of the lowest environmental footprints in the world, and producers are doing more by continually adopting innovative ways of preserving resources and minimizing the environmental impacts of their activities, also improving the productivity and the genetics of their hogs. We are asking the government to work with producers to promote 
the environment by number one, making concrete emission reductions by partnering with producers to further improve the environmental sustainability of Canadian pork. Number two, exempting all farm fuels from the current carbon pricing system, which is impacting our competitiveness without really reducing emissions. We know the potential is great with Canadian pork producers positioned to meet increasingly global demand for high quality, nutritious, affordable, sustainable protein. Pork producers are calling on candidates to support the policies that I outlined today so producers can employ more Canadians, export more value and build better, more resilient communities from coast to coast. That was Rick Bergman, chair of the Canadian Port Council, outlining the group's election priorities. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canood. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Canadian Beef Industry Conference has been rescheduled and moved to an online format for August 31st to September 2nd. Details at CanadianBeefIndustryConference.com. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon, we'll hear more from Manitoba farmers on how the harvest has been going. I visited a farm near Roland last night and chatted with farmer Shane McLaren. It's been challenging yeah uh so far what we've combined is below average i guess but yeah i don't know it's a first for me grandpa talks about the 80s and the 30s but we'll hope for the best for next year i guess uh we got oats and canola edible beans soybeans corn rain here is that going to help these later crops it uh i think it'll help the corn should fill hopefully get some weight to it um Beans, maybe, but uh, mostly the corn, and I guess it's going to give us some moisture for next year. When uh, do you expect to be back out in the field? Oh, it'll be uh, roughly, well, I don't know. Depends on the weather, I guess. Depends on the sunshine, but maybe a week or so. That was Roland area farmer Shane McLaren. Morning show host Michelle Sawatsky caught up with Shane Barkman, a farmer in the Steinbach area. We grow a variety of crops. We grow corn, sunflowers, wheat, canola, and soybeans. And uh, yeah, we started out having a reasonably good spring. It was dry, you know, we could seed and got the crop in the ground and uh, got a few rains, nice timely rains after. And uh, yeah, and then, you know, we were kind of hoping for a few more down the road. And every time a rain cloud rolled in, it seemed to dry up just before it got to the field. But uh, yeah, I guess some challenges that have started with the lack of rain was insect problems. We had to spray a few fields for grasshoppers and ligus bugs and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I guess all in all, uh, it was a drier summer than we had hoped for. But uh, I mean, we started commenting here our wheat recently and we were maybe pleasantly surprised a little bit that it did as good as it did considering. But uh, yeah, that's how it goes. And we're hoping to start our canola maybe next week, but uh, it does look quite thin, so we're not too optimistic, but we'll see how it goes. That was Steinbach area farmer Shane Barkman chatting with morning show host Michelle Sawatsky. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Singapore has approved the CFIA certificate for the export of all beef with no age restrictions. 
The change in certificate makes Singapore the first country to remove the remaining BSE trade restrictions following the World Organization for Animal Health recognizing Canada as a BSE negligible risk country on May 27th. The Canadian Pork Council has outlined its federal election priorities. Here's Chair Rick Bergman. The health of our pigs is one of the greatest assets, but it is at risk. Governments need to protect the herd by committing $50 million to implement the Pan-Canadian African Swine Fever Action Plan, establishing a Canadian foot and mouth vaccine bank. Canadian pork producers already have one of the lowest environmental footprints in the world. And producers are doing more by continually adopting innovative ways of preserving resources and minimizing the environmental impacts of their activities, also improving the productivity and the genetics of their hogs. Canada's 7,000 pork producers are calling on federal candidates from across Canada to commit to policies that will support a value chain with significant growth potential. And the senior analyst at Canfax is providing a cattle market update. Here's Brian Peria. Fed cattle prices, you know, they also bumped up. They, you know, they dropped from the mid-160s in May, June, down to about 150 uh, through most of July and early August. They crept up a couple dollars last week. Uh, you know, we do have to watch feedlots still with all all the costs and uh, the Fed market not as strong as we'd like it. Uh, they're, they're continuing to see some red ink in the marketplace, but uh, for the most part, um, hopefully we don't see too much more downward pressure on the Fed market. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll hear from Manitoba Pork General Manager Cam Dahl. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.